first and foremost, a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a wife and a proud mom. I voted for Trump in 2016, primarily in the Trump administration at the Department of Homeland Security, and became the Assistant Secretary for Counterterrorism and Threat Prevention. In my role as Assistant Secretary for Counterterrorism, we looked at emerging threats, including the growing threat from domestic terrorists. And over the period of 2017 to 2018, we started to see that rise of the white supremacist agenda. I and my leadership at the Department Homeland Security were very clear that we found the ideology behind white nationalism, white supremacy to be a growing threat. A very common refrain that I was asked was, does the president's rhetoric make your job harder? And the answer is yes. The president's actions and his language are in fact racist. Things like, they're good people on both sides, or send them back from where they came from. Those words gave permission to white supremacists. Oh, you get the point. I think that what they were doing was oh, permissible. And I do think that the president's divisive language is indirectly tied to some of the attacks that we have seen in the last two years. The reason government is supposed to exist is to plan and prepare for external threats like we're seeing today with COVID. There were plans put in place for a pandemic for 15 years. When we started to see that a pandemic was on its way to our shores in January, any number of experts told me we need to be executing on these plans. But from January until March 11th, what you saw instead was a number of good public servants attempting to do their job and the president telling them to stop because he didn't want the economy to... Jesus. Tank, and he didn't want a distraction from his campaign. I'm sorry, Mr. President. You were hired to handle America's worst day, and you've absolutely failed. I do not think that we can afford four more years of President Trump. We are less safe today because of his leadership. We will continue to be less safe as long as he is in control. And this year, I'll be voting for Joe Biden.
This is Danger Close USA. Angry, pissed off American Podcast Radio. Good evening, America. That's right, it's your host, your voice of reason during times of treason, Jeff Kaufman. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're voting for Joe. I hope you're doing good. I hope everything's going great for you. I really do. Have you watched the RNC? Have you? I watched bits and pieces, literally bits and pieces. My takeaway so far from the RNC, and um, I've said it on my uh, social feeds, it was the greatest display of fascism I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was akin, very close in similarity to what you would see. And I'm sure this is, this might not go over well with some people, but I'm going to say it anyways. It was extremely uh, difficult to watch. Having studied uh, quite a bit of history uh, that pertains to World War II. Uh, and Hitler, uh, how he reached his his power. Long story there, but uh, I, 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 it was the American flag I was looking at, the flag that I love, and it was a display very similar to what you could see in Hitler's rise to power. I know, I know, people are going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. The pageantry, the wordings, the things they said. You know, Hitler rose to power using fear and patriotism. If you want to know two ingredients that he used the most to gain the power that he gained, it was the use of patriotism, the love for Germany, and fear of outside unseeable forces eroding away at the livelihoods of Germans. It was the liberals. He blamed the liberals and he blamed the Jews. He blamed a lot of things. When I watched a little bit of the RNC that I watched, the pageantry, the speeches, the things that were said... Send up it, it, for me. It sent up a big red flag. I, I'm not gonna lie. There was, there was a big red flag. I love my country. I love everything about America. But to see the way he was orchestrating the RNC, the way he worked it. Now tonight he's gonna have his uh, acceptance speech and his plastic faced daughter Ivanka is gonna speak. But I'm not going to watch any more of it. I saw enough. I really have. It was disturbing. And the use of fear and the use of patriotism that they used, the things I saw and the things I heard, very similar to what Hitler did during his rise to power and when he became the Chancellor of Germany. 
the thing is, though, I mean, I know this isn't Germany, and I know this isn't World War II. We're in 2020. I'm not retarded. Excuse my language. Pardon me for using the R word again. But it was very similar, and it was very disturbing, and it was very hard for me to watch because the first thing I saw was the pageantry. And then Donnie Jr.'s whatever she is, his sperm dumpster. I don't know what she is. I'm sorry. That was rude, but... I mean, what the fuck was that? And the best is yet to come. And there was nobody there. I mean, how do you make a speech like that in front of nobody? I mean, were they expecting there to be some sort of audio backup of people cheering? Because there was nothing. It was just her. And it was weird. It was so weird. But that's not what my show's about today. It's not. I I think anybody with any slight amount of intelligence and intellect could have seen the RNC for what it was. You might not have come to the same conclusion that I came to, or maybe you came close to the same thing, but what I saw and what I heard was not what I believe America's meant to be. I mean, come on. Their argument is that Joe Biden's going to cause more racial divide. This is a white guy who ran for presidency with Obama as vice president. Black guy and a white guy. And they won. And now it's kind of like the tables turned. And now you got a white guy and a beautiful lady of color. And they are trying so hard on the right to paint them as some sort of evil duo. They're coming for you. They're going to take your freedoms and they're going to destroy this country. Look what's going on in America. It's all their fault. It's not their fault. What we are seeing in America is systemic racism in law enforcement. Untrained officers. I don't care if that guy was there for seven years. Taylor Banks did not deserve to die. I don't care if he had a knife under his seat. I don't care if he had a nine millimeter under his seat. That officer shot him seven times in the back. And I read the Wisconsin Kenosha fucking uh, bullshit uh, rhetoric that they printed out and they put on their website saying that they used a taser on him first and it had no effect. I watched that video, at least what I'm able to see. I don't know. I don't know how much if there was more video to it or not. But the video that I watched of his murder or his attempted murder upon him by that police officer, I never saw anybody pull out a taser and use it on him. But the Wisconsin Sheriff's Department is saying that he was tased and it had no effect. You know, they're going to use whatever, they're going to make the victim the agitator and the agitator a hero. And everything that's going on there right now with this with this stupid kid from Illinois drove 20. You know, people are defending him. He drove there to protect property. You know what? Listen, it's premeditated mass murder, attempted mass murder. Well, actually he killed two people. I'm not a lawyer. I don't have a law degree, but I think if you load a rifle in your car and drive 20 miles to go where people are having peaceful protests and a little bit of rioting 
and you go there with an AR-15, you're looking for trouble. You are looking for trouble. You are not going there to protect property. You're looking for that perfect storm that the NRA talking heads talk about. The reason why they fucking nutcases buy thousands and thousands of rounds of ammo because they're thinking in their head that there's going to come a day when they're going to have to kill people and have some sort of mysterious war against fellow Americans. And it's disturbing. And there's pictures of this kid at what, nine years old, holding an AR-15 with a silencer on it. Sound suppressor, sorry. I'm angry. My kids are angry. I don't know what's going on in this car. I'm tired of seeing black Americans gunned down and then the excuses, the lies, the incompetence that surrounds the every incident, every from George. I mean, come on. Just think about what happened to George. They always try to paint the person that they kill as the, as their worst, uh, the worst of their kind. They're bad, evil people. He was doing something. He had a knife under his floorboard. You know what? I got a knife in my fucking car. I also got a knife in my fucking wallet. I, I've. I've the point is, they have no idea. He could have been going there to get his fucking license. He could have been reaching. He could have been just going in his fucking car and get the fuck out of there. It doesn't matter. He didn't have a knife in his hand when he was shot. There was a presumption. And that officer did not know that knife was there when he shot him. I want you to think about that for a second. There's no way the officer knew about the knife because they didn't find it until after they shot him. So he had no idea. All he knew was that there was a black guy and he felt threatened. And the black man did not obey him and went to his car. And when he reached his car, he shot him seven times in the back. In the back. And then you listen to the police chief for that sheriff's department trying uh, desperately to make it all seem like it's everybody else's fault except for the police officer and that Ritterman or whatever the hell his name. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't care. The fucking punk-ass 17-year-old that drove all the way from fucking Illinois, 20 miles, to go to a fucking place where there was upset Americans to defend property. We know why he went there. I guarantee you he grew up in a racist home. I guarantee you that the only ideology this kid's ever been taught his whole entire life, guns and racism. I hope he rots in jail. I I hope the fucking kid gets what's coming to him and there's no leniency whatsoever. Because if they don't do it now, I mean, fuck, I mean, fuck the kid. What about the fucking officer? How come they haven't arrested that police officer yet? How come they have not put him in jail? Is he begging? Is he pleading? You know, racism is real in this country. And anybody who denies it is a compli- is just as complicit as everybody else that's racist. That's racist. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I don't get the... Uh, I don't get the intelligence behind it. I really don't. I don't get the intelligence behind it. How can you tell me racism doesn't exist in this country? I've experienced racism because of my last name. 
So that's a load of bullshit. And I know there are plenty of black Americans out there that would say, what, there's no racism in this world? There's no racism in America? You know, I, I believe in God. And uh, I work with, I was working with somebody who was also supposedly a Christian. And he used the N-word around me a lot. And I finally one day just said, listen, dude, you know, enough. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't like it. I don't. And then he went on this big thing. And I told him, I said, show me where in the Bible, please. Show me in the Bible where it tells you to hate other races. Oh, I don't hate other races. I, I just use that word a lot. It's just, it's, it's just a term to me. So I can start calling you honky? I'm sure that would go over well, right? But it's, 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 it's what bothers me. It's, it's really, it's, it's that kind of intelligence where you're like, well, I'll use the N word as much as I want because, you know, it's okay. Cause I'm not actually saying it to a black person when I see one, I'll say it, but I don't actually say it to him. Of course you don't. Cause your balls are as small as a chipmunks, but it's the point. People say that racism doesn't exist in this country are blind, deaf, mute morons. I'll be right back. This is Danger Close USA, Angry Pissed Off American Podcast Radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman. God bless America. I'll be right back. Hoo-ah. white guy music angry white guy music uh, I'm angry for all the right reasons oh. yeah so I, I'm not going to pay attention to anything else I see or hear about the RNC because to me it's complete fucking bullshit and um I'm not going to pay attention to anything like that. You know, I, I, um, I grew up in a racist home. I grew up hearing all kinds of racist terms. And I grew up resenting it. I guess like all kids, you rebel against your parents. So my rebellion was a little different. I was disgusted. We had a black neighbor. His name was Ron Dorsey. I believe he was in the NBA. I might be wrong. If I remember correctly, because I'm going back to when I was like 12 or 13, 14 years old. I think I told this story before. He's a very tall black man. He was also friends with people like Diana Ross. There's actually, I saw pictures of him sunbathing with Diana Ross. And uh, just to make a long story short, my parents were trying to sell their home. And my father actually asked him to stay in his house. Whenever he was showing the house, because he didn't want anybody he was showing the house to, to know that they had a black neighbor, even though we had an empty lot between our houses. And uh, Ron Dorsey was the nicest man I ever met. I had a lot of fun with Ron. Took him fishing. We went fishing a few times on a little John boat. He was just a great guy. 
big guy. God, he had to be six foot eight. Easy. And uh, I never understood that. And uh, as I got older, I realized the things that I learned as a kid from my father didn't exactly apply to real life. And I was never really racist anyways. I, I, I might have grew up in a racist home. I might have been grown up uh, by a racist father. But I knew the difference between right and wrong. And I knew that the color of the skin does not define somebody's character. I, uh, I guess that's the, why, the reason why I am the way I am. I guess that's the reason the, why I act the way I act. Because I resent racism. And I resent the things that I learned and saw and heard growing up. And just to make a long story short, you know, racism, racism is a, a dangerous culture. I have no use whatsoever for someone that deems himself racist. I will never be friendly outwardly to somebody. I might put on a front, I might put on a mask and have to deal with it because of work circumstances and things like that, because I have to, or I'd be jobless where I live, literally jobless. Seriously, I would. I, I know that's uh, it's kind of hard to understand. A lot of people go, well, I wouldn't put up with that shit. Well, when you got five kids at home and a wife, you'll put up with just about anything in order to keep the bills paid, in order to keep money coming in the house, uh, you learn. And what's funny is I think that's what a lot of black people do. They're confronted with racism a lot, but there's also a challenge there. You can't challenge racism in the workplace without pretty, pretty much segregating yourself. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know what it's like to be black. I, I, how the hell will I ever know? But I do know that hate has no place in America. And I know the pageantry... And the preying on Americans about patriotism and and they're in a thin blue line and I mean just uh. all I want to say is this and I want to say this to my fellow Black Americans you are not alone don't give up this fight I was reading someone's post, uh, I believe it was Talbert Swan, but it was someone that commented on Talbert Swan's post. And she said, you just gave up. He's never going to change. This is never going to change. I just, I tell everybody I know just to give up. Don't even bother. Just don't even acknowledge it. Just walk away. And I said, no, you're right. There are people out there who don't give a shit. There are people out there that are racists, but there are fucking way more of us out there that give a shit and want you to have the same equality and the same treatment that we all fucking have. You know, my, my show is called angry, pissed off American podcast radio, you know, danger clothes, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. And this is one of those points where I'm angry and pissed off. There should be no reason for the NBA to have to cancel their games. There's no reason for Major League Baseball to have to cancel their games or soccer. There's no reason for George Floyd to be dead. There's no reason for 
it's just, it's just, I just want my fellow Americans to know that we, that I at least see this. I recognize it. I see it and I recognize it because I grew up around it. And when people tell me that systematic racism is not real, I, 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 I curdle in my veins, my blood curdles, because I, I, I've seen it and I've recognized it and I've been around it all my life. No matter how much I resent it, no matter how much I fight it, I've been around it all my life. This is not what America is. This is not what America is supposed to be. There's absolutely no reason for a black man to be shot reaching to his car. There's no excuse that they can apply to the incident itself to justify that police officer pulling that gun and shooting that gentleman seven times in the back. There's no reasoning that they could they uh, they could apply to it that's going to convince me that that cop A did the right thing and B they acted accordingly. He should be in jail. He shouldn't be on administrative leave. And Ritterman or whatever his name is, dumb seventeen year old. How is it that a mother can drive their son to another state to drop them off? during protests and riots with an AR-15 and a set of rubber gloves. What kind of mother does that? What is this, a Boy Scout fucking meeting? What are you, what are you doing? Take him to another state to, to buy cheese. You took your son, his loaded fucking rifle, and dropped him off in the middle of a hostile environment and Rightfully so. I don't believe the rioting helps. But I do believe that sometimes if you're going to get people to notice what the hell's going on, sometimes it's necessary. I don't, I don't agree to violence. I don't agree to rioting. I don't agree to anything. But if you're in the middle of a dark room and you got a match, light it. I know that sounds horrible, but that's just the way I feel. Something has to change in this country. Something has to change. And I think what's going to change, unfortunately, is realizing, yes, we're divided. We're divided by morals. We're divided by a set of morals. One side of the fence wants you to believe that there's equality, and the other side of the fence knows better. One side of the fence wants you to believe that just because you're black, you're not a victim. On the other side of the fence, we've seen it happen too many times. You know, I... I hate what I see happening in my country. I hate it so much. That's why I do this podcast. I hate the way Donald Trump talks. I hate the words he uses... And I hate his lacking leadership skills. I hate everything about Donald Trump. But if we're going to overcome racism, racism in this country, we first have to say that it exists. And for someone to tell me that racism doesn't exist in this country when I've experienced it myself is mind boggling.
I just I want to play the devil's advocate sometimes and say, well, if racism doesn't exist, then why did George Floyd get murdered? Why is this happening in our country? If what you tell me is that racism doesn't exist in this country, but yet I see it with my own two eyes. I live around it. I've experienced it. My kids have experienced it. Then uh, what am I witnessing and what are we experiencing here? You know, the right side wants to make the victim the perpetrator, the problem. Donald Trump has failed to even acknowledge this gentleman being shot seven times in the back. Donald Trump has even failed to acknowledge the circumstances that caused the rioting and the protesting. You know what he did? He acknowledged the police. He acknowledged the National Guard. He acknowledged federal agents. He acknowledged the fact that he has the power to do these things when an uprising occurs, but he doesn't have the power to address the reason behind it. Donald Trump has failed this country. You, you, you can't make me think otherwise. He has proven to me and millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of other Americans that he is incapable of leading this whole country. Oh, he's perfectly capable of leading his portion of this country. He's capable of leading his maggots, but he's not capable of leading all of us because he can't bridge the gap. We all know he's racist. We all know he's a racist. We all know that he's fucked up. We all know that he's just a fucking lunatic, moronic fucking fuckwad. But there's nothing we can do except vote him out. And we can address all the things that he is all day long that we're blue in the face, but it's not going to change anything. Because Donald Trump doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, the pageantry, you know, the RNC. I mean, if you were, if you were a, a, a completely sheltered individual that has never talked about Donald Trump or heard anything he said before, and you were to see all that pageantry and everything, you might be like, yeah, this is a great guy. But all the pageantry in the world and all the rhetoric and everything else and speeches and, and people doesn't change what's happened in his country in four years. He has blamed everybody but himself for the problems we are having in this country. And that right there is phenomenal. It's amazing, really, because, I mean, it's he takes no responsibility for anything. The bottom line is Donald Trump has failed this country. And this country has failed our black American brethren. It has failed people of color. When I, I think it was a coach for the, the Bucks said this last night and I listened to it and he said something along the lines of, we have loved this country, but our country has failed to love us back. And you know what? He's right. He's right, and it's it's not an acknowledgement so much 
This is just the truth. When a black woman opens her blinds in her house to look outside because she sees a flashlight and gets shot. When a man having someone kneeling on his neck is crying for his mother before he dies. When a man is shot seven times in the back for simply reaching into his car. There is a problem in this country in law enforcement. Watching the RNC, watching 99.9% of white people stand there in front of me and tell me how Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to destroy this country when all we've seen is destruction of this country for four fucking years. It's kind of an oxymoron to me. I have no use for that. I have no use for it. I really don't. As an American, I'm angry. And I'm pissed off. And I know this isn't going to end. And I don't think it's going to end well. But if we don't address racism and acknowledge it and say it's real and it's and it's alive and well and breeding in our country, then we're never going to meet the challenge of eradicating it. And in order, at least in my belief, in order to eradicate, in order to end racism... It has to be taught. It has to be shown. It has to be educated. Because what the kids are being taught at home, obviously, like this kid from Illinois, isn't what the actual teaching should be. And for all these Christians that are backing Trump, I really would like to know Trump. You didn't hear all this. From them when Obama was president, yeah, the evangelicals and fuck nuts. <laughs> So-called Christians like Jerry Falwell, you know. Thou art should, uh, let me try this one more time. I, I, I guess it's in the Bible somewhere. Thou art who cleans thy skimmer, thou shall fuck thy wife. Pool skimmer. <sighs> Fake Christians, they're a dime a dozen. Real Christians, it's pure gold. And a real Christian will do. If you can't love someone that's not of the same skin color, then you don't believe in God. You might want to say you do, but you don't. Because if you believed in God, then you believe that all of his creations are immaculate and perfect. And they will say that about everything. They might see a deer cross the road. Oh, God, put that there. Their favorite rose bush blooms. Oh, that's God. They see a black man and they see hate. I don't care if you're religious or not. I don't push my religion upon other people. I really don't. You can pray to a sweet potato for all I care. But if you do believe in God... And you really should believe in God. You know, believing in God doesn't require you to read the Bible. It doesn't. It doesn't require you to do anything. But just know the difference between right and wrong. Really. I mean, that's my firm belief. 
I'm going to continue this later. I have to go in the store and get a couple loaves of bread for my wonderful wife and my kids. When I get back, I'll end this podcast. But I, I really honestly want, I really, 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 really want my fellow black Americans to know that I've got your back and I stand beside you and I would happily fall next to you. Because equality and justice has no matching equivalence. And if you're fighting for either one of those two or those both combined, I'm fighting with you. And I firmly, honestly, totally mean that. I just... This is not how America is supposed to be. And what we have right now for leadership is... I don't even know how you can use the word leadership to describe it. This is Danger Close USA, Angry Pissed Off American Podcast Radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman, your voice of reason. During times of treason, the angry one. I'll be right back. into a dollar store after saying everything I just said I grab two loaves of bread I get in line some old fucking redneck trying a heritage propane drug standing there in the line talking about how those n-words better never come here try pulling that shit there pulling in Wisconsin try pulling it here you see, you know all these guys keep saying they're woke? Oh, they, we ain't woke yet. Yeah, racism doesn't exist. I just saw it at the dollar store. Motherfucker, man. Oh, you, if you want to get boiling, that's the fucking way to go. I will not be quiet. I will not be silent. I will speak my mind. America is better than this. Imagine this country it actually worked the way it was supposed to. Inequality wasn't some phantom. It wasn't something you had to fight for. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When you see a fellow American taking a knee during the national anthem, you don't kick him when he's down. You ask him what the fuck you can do to get him back up. 
that's what makes me different, I guess. God, I can't believe that. I mean, literally, literally, right after I'm done saying all that shit, I hit the pause button for the record, I get out of the car, I walk into the dollar store, I get my two loaves of bread, I get in line, I'm standing there, and I hear this guy. Oh, they better hope they never try that shit in my work in Wisconsin. That won't happen here. Let's fucking put those N-words right in the ground where they belong and mow them down. Hell, they do it one time, that's all it's going to take, they'll never do it again. I'm listening to this. I said, really? He goes, oh, yeah. And I started giggling. He goes, you know, when they say they're woke, you know what I mean? When they're talking about being woke? I'm like, yeah. Uh, we ain't woke yet. Really? It, 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 he was walking out. I mean, he literally just cashed out. And I just stood there and I said, really? He goes, Yeah. He said, why? Were you one of them liberals? I said, no. I'm an American. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Outdoor he goes. I leave. He's still sitting in the parking lot watching me. <laughs> like, oh, I'm terrified of you, buddy. But I just want to let you know, Heritage Propane in Murphy, North Carolina has a racist working for them. Because that's the truck he got into and that was the uniform he was wearing. That's nice. Good to know. I will never use Heritage again. And I have a propane tank. But, you know, I'm just a drop in the bucket. I want what you want. Freedom. Equality. Injustice. I'm tired. I'm so fucking tired. So fucking tired. You know, the right, the right wants a civil war. A lot of them MAGA hat-wearing fuckwads dream of a day when they have purpose. When the guns they bought and the ammo they have finally serves a purpose. I just want them to know one thing. You're outnumbered. 10,000 to 1. And when you decide to have that civil war, you will be met with every color, every creed, every race, every religion. And you will lose. Because that is what America really is unity. And you don't want us union. You don't want us to be unions. You don't want us to unite. You want us 
to be segregated. You want us to hate one another. You want us to have fear in our hearts. Keep pushing. Keep up with the narrative. Keep saying the shit you say. You might be awoke, but we're still a sleeping giant. And you don't want us to wake up. There's a hell of a lot more of us than there are of you. You can take that to the fucking bank. I'm standing with you. Because I believe in what this country really means. And by God, one day it's going to get there. What a mad lies. Murder is the part of the world. These are the Stand tall. Don't give up. Don't back down. All this you're a person of color, and you're frightened, and you're scared, you have your right to be. But just please know, there are a lot of Americans out there, just like me. And we lay down our lives for you, to have what we have. That's all I want to say. This is Danger Close USA, Angry Pissed Off American Podcast Radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman. Stay American. Hooah.